What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the President of the United States of Mar-a-Lago of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you today? We're doing very, we're doing very strongly. Uh, you know, a little sad. I, I like to start very strong and upbeat. But I, I just recalled something. I saw news today, and you, you know, you're not, you weren't close friends with the great Jeff Epstein, so this wouldn't be on your list of news stories. But I just remembered Larry Nasser. You know, the guy who started NASA, the space program. I don't Larry think that's the same man. I don't. Well, you know, he was a very well known, very, very respected, very respected. And he started the space program and he always, I remember him telling me he was so, he thought the space force was such a great idea. And I said, well, thank you, Mr. Nasser. You started space. So you should be proud of space force. He was, it was attacked in prison. This is what happens in a sleepy jail. A prison's nowhere safe. Nowhere safe in the country. You'd think prisons would be safe with all the prison guards and the bars. But, um, you know, I just remember uh i had like a vision you ever have a vision like a sort of vision yeah like a, i've had like visions spirit, before like a spirit to, and last night sir sir jeffrey epstein spoke to me in a dream and said something bad is happening to a great a great friend a great friend to the sir jeffrey epstein cause and i woke up and saw that he was attacked very violently and I don't know what, you know, I don't know why he's in prison. Uh, it couldn't be too bad. But uh, I just, you know, we give strong MAGA prayers and hope that, uh, you know, good enough for Jeff Epstein is good enough for me. So, do you know, if they, do you know why Larry Nasser is in jail? Uh, wokeism? <laughs> um, no, I think he. Uh, sexually molested, I, I think, upwards of like 400 gymnasts. How did he have time to do the space program while also doing that? I, he, he, he didn't. He didn't do the the space program. You're you're mixing up NASA well, what, and Nasser. Well, I like to say hard it with R. The hard he has a hard R. I, well, I like yeah. to say it with the hard R. So, you know, NASA <laughs> is like, oh, that's my, when, like when astronauts talk to each other, they say, oh, that's my NASA. But, I, you know, I, I prefer to keep it formal and say it with the hard R. So I say NASA. And, uh, you know, it's, well, if he did these things, obviously he should, you know, it's not nice. Um, so, okay, 400's a lot. That's, we're talking like Wilt Chamberlain territory. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Mr. President, Don Jr. But, pray, but prayers, prayers for NASA. Okay, I just want to make sure. I, I think I heard you say that also. So good. I didn't. I didn't actually. <laughs> but um, Don Jr. and the gargoyle are done. Thoughts. You know, it takes. We always knew Don Jr. was weak, and it takes a certain. You know. He's no Roger Stone, that I can tell you. He's no Roger Stone, because that's a guy with toughness. That's a guy with a, they call it testicular fortitude. You know, Roger Stone could watch. I mean, he has, I don't even know why I'm saying could. He's watched, I don't know how many hundreds of men 
basically go deep oil drilling. And I remember Armageddon at the dig. That's I mean, you, I've seen people. They it looks like they're looking for natural gas when they're when they're pumping Roger Stone's wife, and he just he gives her a kiss at the end of, after you know they wipe her off, but he gives her a kiss and takes her home, and they have a lovely strong marriage. And Don mm-hmm. Jr. is not strong enough, I guess, just because you know for three years I've been uh going up the Kimberly Hershey Highway I guess that was too much for the videotape you know was probably too much <laughs> you know Do I you sent think, him yeah I sent him on truth on truth social I sent him like sort of a like a compilation of you know <laughs> yeah, you get, well you want the algorithm so it said you know President Trump which is going to get a lot of hits President Trump um goes uh raw dog on kim gargoyles uh you know back entrance on the drawbridge to her castle because <laughs> she's a gargoyle and the hits were very bad and then he saw it he saw it got, got popped up we don't call it a feed uh on truth social uh we call it uh we call it an a word orgy so he saw it it came up in his word orgy and he said, oh, that's my dad. How cool. But then he watched it and it was like 29 minutes and it was just, you know, each encounter was like 35 seconds because it was just the finish. It was just the, the the money shot at the end. <laughs> so he kind of got the idea, you know, that it was we'd had strong relations like 65 times. Uh, <laughs> now I'm not interested because I'm no longer cucking my son, but I was really hoping to get to that 69th and then like, <laughs> you know, was that the plan for the video on the 69th and this whole that thing? Was, ruined that it? was, that was the plan. But, uh, Kim Gargoyle, she said to me, I think your son might know. And I said, well, they got a rush production. Then I guess 65 shots in the booty are going to have to be enough. Do you think we can have Don jr. On the bonus this month to talk about his, his breakup? Well, it might be emotional. You know, you've seen me emotional. I don't think you've seen Don Jr. emotional. It might be a lot. I mean, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. It's the least I can do now that he's he's single and you know, probably has the image of his father drilling his ex-fiance in the butt, seared into his tiny coke-addled brain. But uh, <laughs> I can see if we can allow that. That could be, I think it might be therapeutic. It might be ther- therapeutic for him to, you know, share with the Patreon patriots or, or just even a tech stuff guy and share that, you know, that one-on-one conversation. Very, yeah, so it's the least we can do, I think. I think we could have him. Now, um, I wanted to ask you, you went to the UFC fights on Saturday night. Is that correct? This is interesting. We started with prayers for Nasser, and then we talked about cucking your own son and now we're talking ufc is like the classiest the bare knuckle <laughs> fighting among animals is like the classiest thing we've discussed so far how about that <laughs> not, this isn't a woke podcast we're not doing woke pc podcasting no thank you now you, you uh you met joe rogan there that night yes and so the so the handshake you have with him it was a rather strange handshake it was almost it's my power handshake. So you were you were trying to alpha dog the alpha. Or you say trying. 
You were alpha dog in the alpha. Oh, thank you. Well, okay. Edit that in post, please. Yes. I, it wasn't, I didn't have to, you know, we don't call him sleepy jail. We call, you know, Rogan is not sleepy jail. We call him steroid jail because he's that tough, strong guy. And he called me Mr. President. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? He called me Mr. President. And I gave him a big I think every, every, excuse me, but every president who has ever served as president is Mr. President. No, no, but you're not, excuse me. You know how the radical left is these days. You think Susan Sarandon is going to walk up to me at a UFC match and go, oh, Mr. President. No, no she's Joe Rogan's a respectful man. Well, there you go. Right. Okay, but that's, I'm just, it was, it was, it wasn't me bragging. It was just mm-hmm. me saying, it was me complimenting him for his respect. Not, and I, you don't, when you're the president and when you're six foot eight, 230 pounds, you don't have to alpha anybody. You are the alpha. And that's why I didn't alpha him. He just, everybody recognized in that arena of patriots who beat their wives and have sex with their cousins. They all recognized this is a great man walking in here. And it was a great pleasure to meet Joe, right? Very influential guy, very strong guy, not as strong as me, but uh, he's, he's getting up there. And uh, no, it was, it was very nice. I didn't, you know, I wouldn't call it alpha anything. It's just when you walk in and you're the president, you get that respect as you should. Now, are you upset that he would never have you on his podcast? You know why I, res- why I actually respect it? Because a lot of people talk that bullshit about, oh, I don't want to be partisan. I don't want to be, but I think he actually wants to just, you know, I'm sure a lot of his listeners are strong MAGA people, but he probably has, you know, let's be honest, he has a lot of listeners, and some of them are probably not MAGA people. And he probably just wants to say, I show respect for the president, but I'm not trying to make it a campaign show. And I can respect that. I can respect that because I don't think he's doing it out of wokeism. Certainly not doing it to be woke. And I don't think he's doing it because he's radical left. I think he's doing it because he's actually showing integrity. Now, if he had Sleepy Joe on and didn't have me on, or he had Ron to suck ass on, well, then it'd be a very different story. I think you'd agree. He had Robert Kennedy Jr. on. He had Tulsi Gabbard on. He's had uh, Bernie Sanders on. Right. Okay. People, you know, because all people the, who ran are running f- for president. But they're on the fringe. So it's not really, it's like, they have no shot in hell. All due respect to sweaty chest Tulsi Gabbard and <laughs> creaky voice, creaky voice Kennedy and crazy Bernie. Creaky all, due voice respect, Kennedy. all due respect to all of them. They have no shot. So I think he's not, he's not looking to have the sort of top people. I mean, so he, his people might like politics, but he doesn't want to do a str- sort of an endorsement. I think, I don't think he wants to do like an official endorsement when you have the big people on. You know, then you're in trouble with that. So, no, Joe, uh, Stara Joe is very good in my book. We're good friends. He's a good guy. Very strong. Did, did you guys talk at all or just, uh, hello, how are you? Good, good. And that was it. It was, hello, how are you? It was, uh, my sir, you have a very strong handshake. Um, <laughs> and that was it. And then it was, I can't, you know, I said it, let's, I like to see what you do. I like it when you announce the fights. He's very enthusiastic about the fights. He's a very good announcer. Very talented. It does a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, remember he was on news radio? I do. Now that's, that would be called 
podcast. How about that? And he's doing a podcast. It's like if that show came back, it'd be called Boring Podcast <laughs> instead of News Radio. No, we had a, just a pleasant, pleasant meetup. And then uh, we went our separate ways. Okay. Very nice. If if he offered you to, to go on to the podcast, would would you go on the podcast or would you say no? No, I would I would absolutely accept. I would accept. Okay. I think we're good friends now. You know, we talked, we shook hands for you know 20 seconds. Nine minutes and said hello. So now now we're actually very close friends. And I would do it, mm-hmm. but I respect I respect the way he wants to run his show. He's very successful. Okay. You know, he's he's basically probably the most successful person in that space since the apprentice remember the apprentice yes he was on he wasn't on the apprentice no no but i'm saying his show is now this sort of powerhouse and i feel like comparing to the apprentice comparing to the apprentice he's like the new apprentice possibly oh (laughs) Might, might be I know you, uh, Kobe Covington, you're a fan of his. He's a fan of yours. What fighter were you there to see that night? I know the main event, um, I think it had to do with a Brazilian and an Australian. Who were you there to see that night? Or just there to see fights? I just, I, you know, sometimes you just say, you know, some people wake up in the afternoon after a nap and go, I want to laugh tonight. Can I go see a movie or go to a comedy <laughs> club? Um, what I'll say is, I want to see somebody get severe brain damage tonight. Where can we go for that? And they say, there's an MMA match there. And I say, perfect. Will there be horny low IQ sluts also? Of course, sir. It's an MMA match. Okay, well then, let's go see some brain damage and then get some head from some brain damaged women. It's sort of... You know, you keep it like in a theme. It's like a nice theme. Head. <laughs> awesome. I wanted to ask you uh, about Governor Reynolds of Iowa. Uh, this filthy cunt. What were you your t- thoughts? I was, I, was, wait, I was off the podcast record. Um, yes, sure you were. Okay, thank you. No problem. Well, Governor Reynolds, Governor Reynolds is what we would call in very polite words an ungrateful bitch. Mm. Basically got elected because of me. Iowa, I gave more to Iowa. Can I be honest with you? We gotta go off the record again. All right, we're gonna go off right now. Iowa is basically a bunch of fat people eating corn. They go to church, they eat corn, they get fat. They go to church, they eat more corn, they get fat, and then they die. And before they do that, they yell at some blacks and vote for Trump. Now, and they go to church again, too, after they die. Well, they die, and then they get brought to church. And then, <laughs> I got to be honest, a lot of these fat people probably don't like where they go after they die. Uh, but we respect them. Okay, back on the record. We're back on. Uh. You know, I did a lot. I did a lot for Iowa. I was very proud to do it. There's great people. I think some of the best people we have in the whole country are in Iowa. And I did a lot of good things for these people. And I think it would be nice. Forget Kim Reynolds, the governor, okay? If she cares about her 
consipitants, you know, the people that she, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the people that she was elected by, the consipitants. Mm-hmm. If she's, if she cared about them, she'd realize they love Trump. You know, I've ever heard the fra- the phrase like, "Friend of my friend is my friend, and an enemy of my friend is my enemy." Yes. Well, I'm a friend to the people of Iowa. Great people, thin, thin people. Great diet, great strong values. But if I'm their friend, why would you not endorse me? They don't like DeSantis. DeSantis everywhere he goes. Have you noticed this? Everywhere he goes, his poll numbers dip. The best thing he can do is never show up anywhere. As soon as the people show up, he goes, oh, the suck ass sucks. Boo. He should just zoom. He should zoom to every rally. And maybe he wouldn't lose all the support that little the little support that he has for his little squat candidacy. Oh fat piece of shit, Ron DeSuckass. But maybe that's why Kim Reynolds is is maybe friends with DeSuckass, because they're both like well, we're both losers. We both need Trump, but now want to be disloyal. We can be disloyal together. Now, do you do you feel like you're making a big deal out of this? Because let's say you don't get Governor Reynolds' support, do you think it's going to really change anything? Aren't you ahead by um, so many points right now? I don't think. Um, you know, the support of Iowa is going to make DeSantis uh, in the lead or it's going to really change momentum. Here's it's what I'll just, say. Just uh, just loyalty. Is that what it is? Can we go off the podcast record again? I got to go off the record yeah. with these Iowa people. We're off. These people like to think they're important. They've picked wrong. I don't know how many elections in a row. They're, they're, oh, uh, uh, Ted Cruz. Was he ever president? Nope. Uh, uh, Rick Santorum. Nope. Everybody they pick is always the wrong person. Mike Huckabee. Congratulations, Mike. You, you, you were out of the race a week later. They always pick some sort of angry, stupid, hyper Christian type, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, we I we pick we pick kissing man. <laughs> and then two weeks later, out of the race. Good job, Iowa. Great usage of your votes. You always pick a loser. So for me, it's more about, let's go back on the podcast record. We're back. But for me, every vote counts. All of our constituents matter. All of them, mm-hmm. no matter what state you're in. If you're a strong patriot, I care. But Iowa's not that important, if we're being honest. They haven't predicted very well. But it's, I like to win. I don't want to go in and say, oh, let's get a loss. Who cares? No, no. I want to mm-hmm. win every state. And the Iowa people, they didn't vote for me in 2016. I mean, in the right, in the full election they did, but not in the primary. But then they saw, they saw, oh, this is a great, this is a great leader now. So I think I'd like to win Iowa this time. Just to sort of, you know, okay, we've made up for that, that loss to Ted Cruz, the fake, fake, Fake loss to Ted Cruz. I still don't think I actually lost, but they said it was a loss, so we'll say okay. So we're gonna fight, and we want to win every every primary. We want we want to go thirty for thirty. All, get all thirty states. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck in that. Um, it's very Keep, it's tough. I have, I, have a, I have a quick message. Keep all your subscriptions. Don't cancel any. <laughs> 
Uh, next story, uh, before I even get to the story of what is about your thoughts on John Kelly, before I get into the story, worked for you, former uh, White House chief of staff. The most fake tough guy you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh, I'm a Marine. Oh, my son died in combat. Oh, I'm such a tough guy. Get the hell out of here. Very weak. Well, he said some harsh things about you he says that you were uh point during your presidency poisoning people's minds you have serious character issues and he he called you you weren't acting like a real man um he also said that when he served as your white house chief of chief of staff in a sworn statement he said that Mr. Trump had discussed having the Internal Revenue Service and other federal agencies investigate two FBI officials involved in the investigation into his campaign's ties to Russia. And he said he wrote this down in a note and turned this over as evidence as well. Um, your thoughts on Mr. Kelly now and what Mr. Kelly said? Well, we don't call him Mr. Kelly we call him Jerky John, and he's weak. He's a pathetic, old, weak bitch, okay? And he was, he's very tough now. He's very tough in press statements years later. This is why probably our military went woke. We had fake tough guys. We had social media press conference tough guys like John Kelly instead of strong warriors who you know, go into villages and shoot first and ask questions later. Okay? We don't have that anymore. We don't have a tough military anymore. We have woke generals and woke animals like Jerky John Kelly. So, no, I think everything he's saying is total bullshit. I think he's, what, does he have a book out soon? Is he, I couldn't string together three sentences, but I guess he's written a, a future book. What's, what's it called? Um, woke general and Trump made me sad by John Kelly, the <laughs> jerk. Uh, very weak, very weak guy. So yeah, get over yourself. Leave me alone. I'm still winning. You're a loser. That's what I would say to him. Okay. So don't really care for what he has to say. Do you still feel no, the, don't the same about him? Do I feel the same about him? Or like, do you hate him even more? Or it's doesn't matter until you brought it up i didn't even think about john kelly john kelly is like a you know not even an afterthought he's like an afterbirth just <laughs> spill out there on the hospital floor can you clean up the john kelly please we're trying to get out of the hospital we have two more stories mr president um, his name has been brought up today, and there's Ron DeSuckass, mm. and he is accusing you of colluding with big tech over the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. What are your thoughts on this? That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make, I mean, who that? The, can you, I don't, I don't, can you believe this guy? Texas, I'm asking you a question. Can you believe how desperate Ron DeSuckass is? It's a reach to accuse you of helping out the enemy is, is a, to helping out 
Sleepy Joe and Sleepy Joe's family is a huge reach. It's, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's normally I have the strongest words to share, but I'm hearing this and I'm like, how can he be so desperate so quickly? The elect, you know, the primaries are still six months away, the first primaries and caucus. And this is what he's got. I mean, I got to be honest, I'm almost, I'm almost, not quite, but I'm almost feeling bad for the suck ass. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, yes, I'm working. That's right. I'm working. And yes, and, and I'm having an affair with Crooked Hillary. Yes. How about that? Is that his next? Is it, I'm having an affair with Crooked Hillary. Uh, I don't find my daughter sexy and I'm helping out Hunter Biden. That's, is that, is, is that what he's going to say? Three stupid statements. Don't you think it's a pretty big Hail Mary to throw right at the beginning of this to just associate you and the Bidens after so much trash you talk about the Bidens? It just just doesn't add up. It's just a really silly accusation. And I don't know how it's going to help him. I mean, it seems like a desperate measure from his point. Well, the only, I'll tell you, we got to go off the record for a second. Uh, We are off. And the Republican base probably has the largest collection of stupid people in this country. So he might be trying to convince the dummies. Oh, Trump and Biden. Oh, you know, if you're really stupid, maybe you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now we're going to reach the stupid people with more strength. We're going to talk their language. I'm going to start calling them Ron DeSuckass. And that'll immediately, all the dummies... The mouth breathers, the Mountain Dew soldiers, they're going to go, I can't vote for the suck ass. I'm a patriot. And then we're good. But I think he might be playing to just the fact that we have millions of very stupid people in our party. Let's go back on the record now. All right. We are back on the record. I feel bad for him because we have so many smart people in this party, so many great patriots that how... How in the hell does he think this is going to work on them? They're far too sharp to fall for this kind of nonsense. So no, no, it's a desperate play. And what's sad though is you know you know football, right? You're not woke. You like football. You yeah, coach. Yeah. We had a tech stuff guy who coached football one time. Yes, I, I coach football. You also coach football. Yes. Yep. Okay, well, finally, yes. the tech stuff people, at least maybe we should just request, like, just send me the ones that coach football because the other ones are very, <laughs> very PC, very out of control. But so, you know, if you're throwing a Hail Mary in, you know, seven minutes into the first quarter, <laughs> you're, not, you're not winning shit. You've already given no. up. And that's what he's doing. This isn't fourth quarter. This isn't like next summer and we're fighting for delegates at the convention. This is like, the first primary is not for six months, and he's already like, "Hey, hey, hey, Trump! Uh, Trump is best buds with Hunter Biden." Hey, hey. And, and that's that's his that's his play. He's done. He's done. I'm gonna focus on maybe calling Chris Christie fat or Tim Scott the <laughs> N word. I don't need to. I don't need to worry about uh, uh, around the suck ass. What a what a pathetic pathetic person 
Mr. President, before we get to our last story, I just want to tell all the listeners we are, uh, I think, like 10 or 12 away from 200 patrons on our Patreon, patreon.com slash MPGA. When we reach 200, we will have a live episode with the president and Baron Trump, and they will have a sit down together. Um, don't, don't miss out on the Patreon, everyone. We have bonus episodes. We have Fred Trump traditions. We have live episodes. We have movie reviews. We have Kavanaugh's old show special guests you don't want to miss out patreon.com slash mpga um mr president last thing i'm going to talk to you about and we're going to bring up sleepy joe one more time he is refusing one more to... time remember that from deaf yes. punks remember deaf yes. punks yeah deaf punk i like them him who it's a him it's a dj there wasn't two of them i thought the two of them were the helmets oh was it two that wore the helmets then it should be deaf punks shouldn't it be well you know they were daffy ducks is what they were (laughs) well biden um sleepy joe is refusing to acknowledge his seventh grandchild and if this was you refusing to acknowledge your seventh grandchild uh it would be uh World War Three. What are your thoughts on of this? Course, of course. You know, this is why I like the football coach tech stuff people because they know how the world works. It's let me tell you something. If any of my three kids showed up <laughs> with a grandchild, I don't care if you know the the princess of England was the mother or if it was some Russian whore off a boat. I will acknowledge, it's cool to acknowledge, I will acknowledge that person as a grand grandchild, you know? So that's that's an important message. Any one of my three kids, Ivanka, Dan, or Aaron, if they show up with a kid, <laughs> I'm not going to disavow it. I'm going to say, no, you're a, you are, you are a Trump grandchild. And, you know, we might sign them out, you know, we might not give them anything in the will, but you know, they can say, I am a Trump grandchild. And I would say, yes, you are now. Get the <laughs> hell out of here before security comes. So for Sleepy Joe, Mr. Family, Mr. Empathy, Mr. Oh, uh, everybody in my family's dead. Maybe you're bad luck, Sleepy Joe. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? Maybe Sleepy Joe's bad luck. We got him bad luck Biden. How about that for a new nickname? But bad luck Biden, I like that. Bad luck Biden, I think, I think that might work. I think that might yeah, work. Good. It, it might like work it. very strongly. You know, he shows up, hey, Jack, but he won't talk to us. He won't acknowledge that he has a, another grandchild, that Hunter, Hunter raw dog, some piece of work. And that piece <laughs> of work, you know, probably picked up her knees. I've seen the whores do it with me, where they, you know, they don't realize that I'm going to call security and have them drowned in a <laughs> body of water. But you see when they're hopeful, you know, they realize when a when a strong mogul or or president raw dogs them. And you know, they think they think you're showing them love. It's like, no, I'm not gonna pull out, baby. And they go, Oh my god, the president loves me. And then I say, Oh, that was great, honey. Would you like room service? And we have room service, and then security takes them to the nearest body of water and does some strong pro-life uh drowning. So while I, res- while I understand and respect Hunter Biden tremendously for his character and his way with women, 
Sleepy Joe's the real enemy here. For him to say six grandchildren instead of seven is a total disgrace and shows that he is can't be trusted with anything. And uh, like I said, you can ask any one of my two kids how I feel about grandkids and they'll say, President Trump, father, sir, is the greatest grandfather in the whole world without question. And it's a beautiful thing. And family is so important to me. Very important. And people know that from my actions. Sleepy Joe, you know, tells you he's a great family guy, but then, nope, six grandkids, forgets that seventh grandkid. And I tell you what, I may only have one child, a beautiful Ivanka. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Those three or four or two kids that Kushner managed to pump into her, I don't even like to think about that process, to be honest, but they're nice looking kids, even though I have to always think, I can't believe Jared Kushner <laughs> blasted some inside of my beautiful daughter and I've never even gotten to do it once. It's a horrible thing, but it's family. It's called family. It's called family values. And Sleepy Joe is a disgrace. Bad luck Biden is a bad grandfather, unlike me. Oh, I don't even know if I have, actually, I don't even know if I have grandkids. I might not even have grandkids yet, but that's how committed I am to them, that when they show up, I will support them. So Ivanka, as my only child, if you ever have kids, I will support them. That's a, that's my promise as a Trump, which is stronger than a Biden promise. Uh, that That is huge, actually. Um. Mr. President, thank you for your time. Once again, every single week, we appreciate you. Um, anyone is around in Princeton, New Jersey, uh, this weekend, I'll be a catch rising star July 14th, 15th, the 14th, eight o'clock, 15th, 7 30 PM, uh, with Mike Keegan. And then on August 19th in Suffern, New York, uh, Westchester, Upper Westchester. I'll be at the Rhino Comedy Club at 8 p.m. Um, then more dates coming. Um, I'll, be the Spearman, the I'll be at the Spearman. I'll be at the Spearman Rhino. Spearman Rhino, I figured that. Um, Mr. President, the, the floor is yours. Thank you very much, Tech Stuff. Very good job today. We're actually going to have you back next week. Well done. Thank you. Hey, everybody. It's JL. Um, I'd announce things right now, but I don't think you care. Um, so just have a great, uh, have a great week, have a great life. If this is the last episode you ever listened to, um, you know, just uh, be good to be good to yourselves and each other as the late great Jerry uh, Springer said, uh, I do have a special for free on YouTube, but you don't give a shit. So God help us all. <laughs>